Hello, everyone. I just wanted to get on here because, you know, a lot of people are celebrating Good Friday. Amen. And so I just wanted to give you all just a little short summary. Hopefully it's short. I'm going to try to make it as short as possible about why people celebrate and who celebrated and what it means to people. Amen. And so I'm going to go ahead and start. Come to me, I'll set you free. Give your life the victory. If you live like you should, you will live like you should. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me, I'll set you free. Give your life the victory. Hallelujah. God will give you victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come to you today to say we thank you for this day. Some people celebrate it. Some people don't. Some people say, let's go ahead and acknowledge it as Good Friday. Getting ready for what? The resurrection. Amen. And so I went and did some research for you. And what does Good Friday mean? Do everybody celebrate Good Friday? No. All religions do not celebrate Good Friday. All religions do not recognize or acknowledge Good Friday. But only certain religions do. So Good Friday is a Christian holiday. Remembering the crucifixion of Jesus and his death at Calvary. It is observed during the Holy Week as part of the Paschal Tritum. And you just pronounce, you spell it as P-A-S-C-H-A-L, then T-R-I-D-U-U-M on the Friday preceding Easter Sunday. And when you were Pentecostal apostolic, we don't say Easter, we say Resurrection Sunday, okay? But a lot of other religions say Easter, and we're going to talk about all that, okay? And um, it says, coincide with the Jewish observance of the Passover. So during the world, some people say Holy Friday, Great Friday, um, Good Friday, but it just depends where you live, what kind of religion you have. And people just still getting ready for it. Amen. But everybody don't celebrate Good Friday. And here are the uh, different religions that do. Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, Lutherans, Elegant, Methodists. Um, they they the ones who focus on Good Friday. Um, Pentecostal Apostolic, we just say we're getting ready for the resurrection. Because we know that throughout the week, God, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was getting ready for his what? Crucifixion. And he was telling his disciples, but they, they didn't get it. You know, sometimes when you try to warn people about something, you can't tell them everything. Because as humans, we talk too much. We tell secrets. We give things away. And so he had to talk in riddles when he was talking to the disciples. Because he didn't want them to go back and tell the enemy 
what he was about to do. Amen. So when he was sitting and having the last supper with the disciples, glory be to God. Hallelujah. He was saying, I'm getting ready and I'm going, when I leave, I'm going to send a comforter. And they didn't understand what that meant when he said, when I leave, I'm going to send a comforter. They was like, well, you know, maybe he going down the street or something. You know, they didn't, they couldn't comprehend what he was saying. Amen. And so in the four gospels, glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's when you'll see him talking to the disciples, getting ready. And, and, and like this verse here, Mark chapter 14, verse 18. And they sat and did eat. And Jesus said, verily I say unto you, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And we know the story how Judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. Sometimes you could be around somebody and they would still think that you're worth nothing. Now, isn't it amazing how these disciples were with God? They was walking with Jesus. They was in his presence. They saw his miracles. They saw all this happen. And still Judas, he didn't, it's just unthinkable, amen? But think about how many people have betrayed us, how many people that have lied on us. They don't value your life. And so Judas, he wanted money. He didn't value his life. He, he failed to realize that whatever he wanted, Jesus could have got it for him. I mean, he was with him, amen? He saw him work things out. He saw him work, walk, and do miracles and do everything. And he saw the fame. He heard the fame. He was there. He was an eyewitness to all that Jesus did when he walked this earth, and yet he betrayed him. And sometimes we look at things in our life, and just think about all the testimonies and the trials and the tests that you went through in your life. And you say, oh, Lord, why do I have to go through this? You know, why did that person do that to me? Why did that person hurt me? And yes, it is horrible when you go through it. But glory be to God, when you look back, the song said, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. And so when you look back over your life, hallelujah, glory be to God. You, you, you ask the God, you say, why, Lord, why is this happening? to me hallelujah and but see like the word of god said mm -mm -mm. when you go through things god always have a ram in the bush amen and he knows what the different traps that the enemy is trying to do to stop you to stop you from progressing from stopping you from taking the next step and the next level Glory be to God. So he'll use anybody and anything to stop you. And so Jesus, he sat there and he said, one of you are going, you're going to betray me. And different ones said, is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? You know, but Judas knew he was going to betray him. And but see, it was all part of God's work. See, Judas had to betray. Oh, my God. You know, we look at things that why that person hurt me. Hallelujah. And, and, and yeah, you had to go through that because it made you stronger. 
Hallelujah. It gave you a mind. So you know what? I ain't going to put up with this no more. I'm about to do blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. And, but at the time, you can't see it. At the time, you're like, oh, why they hurt me? Why they do this to me? But it made you stronger. It gave you a, a backbone. So you know what? Mm -mm. We ain't doing this no more. We, we about to, I'm about to accomplish that. I'm about to do that. I, I'm not going to allow anybody or anything to stop me anymore. Hallelujah. And that's how we have to look at our trials. And that's how we have to look at our tests. Amen. And say, you know what? I'm going to accomplish whatever God has placed in me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you pray and you say, Lord, send the people my way. That's going to help me to accomplish my goal. And whoever, what would be to God, is not on my side, move them out the way. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's what happened to Jesus. He had to accomplish that. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He had to go through the crucifixion. Amen. He had to die for our sins. Why? Because in Exodus, glory be to God. Hallelujah. When Moses kept on going to Pharaoh, he said, let my people go. And he kept on going to him and going to him. And Pharaoh kept on saying no. And so the seven plagues came. Hallelujah. And in the last plague in Exodus, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a hallelujah because you might want to read that. Hallelujah. Because, you know, sometimes they say, where is that at? Where is that at? Hallelujah. So we're going to uh, go ahead in Exodus chapter 12. Hallelujah. It says, hallelujah, that God told Moses to warn all the Jews to go get a lamb and make sure it's pure. That means clean. It don't have any blemish. Amen. And take the blood from the lamb and put on the doorpost. Hallelujah. That's how we got the Passover. Why? That means when the death angel came, it passed over them. Woo! Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. So they need a pure lamb. And that representation in the Old Testament repeated itself in the New Testament. Amen. Who was the pure lamb? Jesus. Woo! He died on the cross to set us free. He died on the cross so we can, he could redeem man back to him in the name of Jesus. We needed him to die. Hallelujah. Because the word of God said in Romans, if, hallelujah, if the devil knew, hallelujah, if the devil knew, hallelujah, what the plan was, he would not have crucified Christ. He wouldn't have. So it's, we got to be very, very careful when God tell us something. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Because sometimes we give the enemy too much information and we give the enemy something and he, and he will stop you. He will prevent you from going forth because you talk too much. And, and this, this is a good example of how when Jesus sat there in the Last Supper, he just gave them different clues. And, but he didn't tell them everything. Hallelujah. Because he didn't want them to stop what had to happen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
And he said, oh my goodness, that was so horrible what happened. Well, he already knew the plan. That's why he came to this earth. Hallelujah. He came to this earth and he was here for 33 years. He started his ministry at the age of 30. That's what people say. You know, as a child, he was still, you know, doing God's work. Because remember, he was 12 years old and Mary and Joseph was looking for him. And they found him with all these big time lawyers and big time people, engineers. And they found him and they said, come here, Jesus. We've been looking for you for days. Where have you been? He said, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? He was a child. But still, a lot of people keep on saying, hallelujah. He started his ministry when he was in his 30s. Mm, no, he, was, he started his ministry when he was a child. Hallelujah. But he had a purpose. And every single person on this earth has a purpose. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, maybe you're a janitor, maybe you're a nurse, maybe you are a doctor, but whoever you are, you have a purpose. Amen. And, and whatever it is, you might be the best cook. That's your purpose. Amen. So don't ever, whatever your talents, your skills are, don't ever, ever allow anybody, glory be to God, say to you that you're not worth anything. Say to you, glory be to God, that, mm, well, you know, all they do is blah, blah, blah. The devil is alive. It's okay. Hallelujah. It's okay. Um, Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Whew. So we all have a purpose. And we cannot allow anybody or anything stop us. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the Passover and we talk about how the deaf angel passed over and we talk about how Jesus became our lamb in the New Testament. Amen. And so this other verse says, glory be to God, in, in, June, in John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you the comforter. Hallelujah. And we know what the comforter is. The comforter is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. So it, when he left the comforter, you know, a lot of people, they, they call it Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. In the Pentecostal and Apostolic Church, when we say Holy Ghost, we call on Jesus. Amen. We call on the Lord, huh? Because we're looking for Him to come in and take over our soul, our body, our spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we're looking for Him to just take over so that we won't sin anymore. The Holy Ghost. It's a comforter to give you a conscience to say, I won't do this and do that. Oh, are we going to make mistakes? We're human. But we're going to have a conscience. If we, if we know we're not supposed to do something, our mind, our conscience is going to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that, even though I want to. I'm not because it's against God. Amen. So he said, I'm going to leave a comforter. In the name of Jesus. And that's what he did. And so when you look at the, the different disciples and you look at their life, there are some people like Matthew, 
a lot of people didn't like him because he was a tax collector. Amen. And they would say, why would Jesus hang around him? Hallelujah. But see, we can't get caught up in who the person is and what the person does. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God chose every single person for a reason, just like he chose you. So we got to be careful how when we say stuff and do stuff. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And we got to understand what that last supper meant. It was getting us ready for the resurrection. Hallelujah. So he's sitting there getting ready. And the other verse said, hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And he took the bread and gave thanks. Hallelujah. And break it and gave it unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of men. That's why people have communion. Amen. They have communion to remember who? Jesus. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And as they are eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. Now, some people go to the extreme. Throughout the Bible, it has always said, do not drink blood or eat blood. And, and some people think because when he said, this is my body, that means blood. No, it don't. Mm -mm. No. Ugh. You know, and he never said it. So you got, that's why we have to study and look at all the scriptures and don't just romp or something. Because a lot of words that was used in the Bible are symbolic. Okay, these symbols, they don't mean like blood, blood for real, you know? As, but some people, ugh, they drink it for real, and God he ain't saying that. He ain't telling us, go get a real body. Oh, so we got to be careful when we read the word, and we got to study what does the Greek origin or the Hebrew origin mean, amen? So Luke chapter 21, verse 33, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Hallelujah. God's word would never, ever pass away. Hallelujah. Also, glory be God. Luke chapter 22, verse 25. And he said unto them, with desire, I have desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So he was getting ready. He was making peace. He had communion with God. Hallelujah. What is the Passover? You know, I, I just explained a few minutes ago, but I want to go over it again because it, it was about Moses asking that the deaf angel pass over. Hallelujah. Okay, according to Brit, the um, encyclopedia, Passover, a Hebrew word, Pesha, P E S A H or Pesha. P-E-S-A-C-H, a Judaism, a holiday, remembering the Hebrews' liberation from slavery in Egypt and the passing over of the forces of destruction, uh, sparing the life of the firstborn Israelites. Because remember, the last plague 
The only reason why Pharaoh let the people go is because his first son died. Yep, his child died because he refused to let the Egyptians go. Hallelujah. He refused to let the Jews go because he was Egyptian. Sorry. Hallelujah. And so Moses kept on saying, let my people go. Let my people go. Remember, Moses and his people were Jewish. And they was in the Egyptian empire. And when Pharaoh's son died, he said, get out of here. Get out of here. Just get away from here. Amen. He was so upset. He said, just get away from here. I don't want to see you anymore. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But hallelujah. It says Passover begins with the 15th and ends with the 21st. Amen. The day of the month is Nisan. So when you look, Nisan might be March or April. Okay. So that's why we celebrate the resurrection this weekend. Amen. On these seven or eight days, all leaven, whether in bread or other mixture, is prohibited. And only unleavened bread called mezzo. So that thin little bread. You know, a thin little piece of, it, look, it tastes like paper. You know how you take communion, it's, it's like a little white piece, and it's unleavened because you re, you, uh, you're doing this in remembrance. Amen. The remembrance of the freedom. Hallelujah. Of freedom to get away from Pharaoh. Amen. And so that represents the body of Christ. The mezzo symbolizes both the Hebrews suffering while in bondage and the haste with which they left Egypt in the course of the Exodus. Amen. Passover is also sometimes called a festival of unleavened bread. Passover celebrated um, this time on Hallelujah from March the 28th to April the 4th. Glory be to God. So this is why people say Good Friday. They're getting ready. Hallelujah for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you can find the story of the Passover in Exodus chapter 12. Hallelujah. How it talks about the different plagues and talks about Pharaoh. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I have a lot of information, but I'm not going to read it all. So I'm just going to give you places where you can find it. Numbers chapter 9, verse 12. They shall leave none of it until the morning, nor break any bone of it. According to all the ordinance of the Passover, they shall keep it. So he's talking about the lamb. When you when you get a lamb, especially this specific lamb for the blood post, he said, do not break the legs. And why did I pick that verse? It's a significant to Jesus, when Isaiah prophesied, he said, when Jesus go on the cross, not one bone will be broke. Not one. So it's, it's repeating itself. The same thing from Old Testament is repeated itself in the New Testament. How the lamb, the, the actual lamb was used in the Old Testament and Jesus was the lamb used in the New Testament. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1. Observe the month 
of Abib, A-B-I-B, and keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Abib, the Lord thy God brought thee forth out of Egypt. So he said, remember that. Remember that I set you free. Don't forget that I set you free. Amen. Second Kings chapter 23. And the king commanded all the people saying, keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of this covenant. Always remember. That's the song says. Always remember Jesus, Jesus. Always remember Jesus. Jesus, always keep him on your mind. Hallelujah. Always remember him. Amen. So then let's go to the resurrection. Because a lot of things happen that led up to the resurrection. Amen. Matthew chapter 22, verse 23. The same day came to him, the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection and ask him. First of all, no one saw anyone come, you know, come back to life from the dead. So when Jesus was talking about, I will tear this building down in three days, I will build it back up. They didn't know what he was talking about. What you mean, what building? You know, you talking about this building, that building? They didn't, they didn't think about his body, the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, but this building will be turned down and will come back in three days. They didn't know what he was talking about. Hallelujah. Because he always talked in parables. Luke chapter 20, verse 27. Then came to him certain, and this same thing because the four gospels, what they did, they mirror each other. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. So whatever Matthew said, the other three said it, but it is said it differently. It's just like you and your friends go to the movies. You all watching the same movie, but when you leave, everybody has their own point of view, and that's how the four gospels are. Everybody has their own point of view. Everybody is seeing things differently. And so when you read the gospel, they're going to say a lot of things the same, but in a different way because it's the way they have interpreted. Amen. And, and that's what makes the full gospel awesome. So if you don't understand Matthew, you can go to Mark or you go to Luke or you can go to John. Amen. But in Luke, I mean, sorry, in John chapter 11, verse 24. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. When he rose again, hallelujah, Martha was right there. And she had to go minister and tell everybody that he rose. He used a woman. And women are so valuable. Amen. So, And I try to encourage women all the time. 
You are very valuable. So don't allow anyone, don't allow anyone to act like your words mean nothing. Your, what, what, your works mean nothing. You mean everything to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 2, verse 31. He's seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did he, did he see corruption. What does that mean? When you read the book of Acts, when Jesus died on the cross, his spirit visit hell and set the captives free. You might say, what, what, what? Well, you got to understand he is divine. He is God. He is one. Hallelujah. Like John chapter one said, the word was God. The word is God. The word was God. The word is God. John chapter one. In the book of Genesis. It was the word that spoke everything into existence. So the word is God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> when Jesus walked this earth and he was performing all these miracles, they said the only person who had that power is God. And, and, and they said, are you calling yourself God? You know, that's what the Sadducees and Pharisees said. Are you calling yourself God? And he didn't say anything. They said, oh, mm, I guess you are then because you didn't say no. And they used that against him. They said, mm, he think he's God. And, and that's the only thing they had. That's the only thing they had against Jesus. And so they used that. That's how they was able to crucify him. Even though a few days ago, they was like, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They had a little palm trees and it was praising him. Hosanna. And then a few days later, crucify him, crucify him. You see how they turn on him? <laughs> Boy, people turn on you so quick, but they turn on him. So if somebody turn on you, don't get upset. Look what they did to Jesus. Turn on him so quick. Oh, Jesus. And then you can find a resurrection in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to read some verses. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Because some people said, well, people don't die. People don't come from the dead. Yes, they do. I have a friend. She died on the table. And we prayed, and she woke back up. Hallelujah. God still works miracles. Amen? Hallelujah. But they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that this resurrection was going to actually take place. And if you want to read about um, how his crucifixion had to come, you can find it in Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. You can also read Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 through 54. And so now I'm going to um, read the seven different um, last sayings. Because, you know, uh, a lot of Pentecostal and Apostolic Church, what we do is we have seven different ministers. And we give each one a verse to read. 
and they are supposed to read that verse and elaborate the last seven words of Jesus. Well, I have it all printed out right here for you all. Glory be to God. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Amen. Uh, one, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Hallelujah. And, and sometimes people do things they don't know what they're doing. But that same verse, glory be God, Jesus used, but guess who else used that? Stephen. Stephen was an elder. Glory be to God of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And you, sometimes when we go to church, we get a position and we don't really pay attention of the suffering. But anybody who's going to live for Christ, you're going to suffer, especially if you live right. You're going to suffer persecution. Hallelujah. So Saul, the one who became Paul, Saul was going around prosecuting the saints. And one of them was Stephen. Hallelujah. So when they stoned Stephen to death because he refused to deny God, he refused to deny him. Hallelujah. So they stoned him to death. And while he was dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's deep. Can we forgive people who come against us, who do us wrong? Because some people just take you there, don't they? But can we forgive them? Amen. But that's what Jesus said. Number two, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23, verse 43. Hallelujah. When they had him up there being crucified, they had a person who uh, stole things and lied up there being crucified on the cross. They had their own cross and Jesus in the middle. Amen. And one of them laughed and said, mm, you got all this power. You got all this power. You can get yourself off the cross. Won't you get yourself off the cross? But the other one said, can you please remember me? Mm, mm, mm. The other one was humble. He said, can you please remember me? Mm. Lord, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, on this day, I will. Remember you. Oh, glory be to God. Number three, woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. John chapter 19, verse 26, 27. Woman, behold. Hallelujah. This is very significant. Why? Because he didn't say man. He said woman. We have to value women. We have to acknowledge women. We have to understand that if it weren't for women, there would be no church. Let me say it again. We have to value women. We have to acknowledge women. Hallelujah. Why? Because there will be no church. Look at every congregation. Majority of your people are what? Women. They are the ones who bring their family and keep their family, they bring their children, they convince their husband, amen, hallelujah. So he said, woman, behold your son. So acknowledge the women, acknowledge the significance that they have in this world, amen. Number four, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
Mark chapter 27, verse 46. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, and Mark chapter 15, verses 34. Hallelujah. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that God is for us. Amen. And he's going to be there for us. Number five, I thirst. John chapter 19, verse 28. I thirst. Hallelujah. When he was on that cross, hallelujah, he was on that cross. And he said, can I have something to drink? And, and they wanted to be funny. And they gave him vinegar. They gave him vinegar to mock him. You thirsty? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you something. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. That's how the enemy does. Number six, <clears throat> it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30. When he was up there, glory be to God, and he, he looked up to heaven and the earth shook and the, the, the uh, sky got dark. Hallelujah. He said, oh, he is the son of God. He is. He is in the shook. Because it let the whole world know it was Jesus on that cross. Hallelujah. And when it was time for him to leave, he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. He died on the cross to redeem us back. He died on the cross to say, hey, everybody who is suffering, I'm dying for you. So you can come back to me. Amen. Number seven, the last seven words of Jesus before his crucifixion. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Hallelujah. That means I give my all, my soul, my all. I give my all to you because everything that you put me on this earth to do, I did. That's what Jesus is saying. I completed everything, everything you put in my hand, every place that you told me to go to, every person you told me to encounter, I did all of it. I completed my assignment. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to complete our assignment, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It don't matter what. Complete your assignment. Amen. Quit uh, letting people prevent you and stop you and say, well, you can't do that. Yes, you can. Because the word of God says so you can do all things through Christ who has strengthened you. So don't allow anyone to tell you you cannot accomplish something. If God said it is so, it is so. Hallelujah. That's when you got to pray and fast, Lord. Send the people my way and show me what to do and how to do. Amen. So when we look at Resurrection Sunday, hallelujah. Think about all the things Jesus had to go through before he got there and the betrayal and all that stuff. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So this is just a quick little summary. I'll probably go in more detail on a Sunday, but I just wanted to do this tonight. Hallelujah. So I'm going to leave you with this. It is well. It is well. With my soul. With my soul. It is well. It is well. With my soul. Have a blessed day and a blessed weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye. I love you all. It is well.